another episode of It's Cryptic Out There. I'm your host, Justin, and I'm with my co-host, Josh Farrell. What's up, Josh? How's it going, Justin, and all of our creepy little ghoulies out there? Well, hopefully um, nothing, uh, you know, insane has happened to you all. Um, I won't bring it up just yet, but... Yeah, there was some creepy uh, stuff that went on this past weekend involving, uh, in connection to the last episodes, um, <laughs> well, let me just, let me just, you know, talk about it. So, I get a, a message from a certain somebody that's actually been on the podcast, and they told me that, um... I had a spirit that visited my apartment while I was gone, and it had a connection to Junior Donathan, and uh, we found out his um, his results to uh, prison, <laughs> I guess. Uh, we won't get into that just because it's kind of, you know, it, it's too much. It's too much. We're just going to leave it at what it was. But anyway. So we keep the door closed and then we're keeping it closed. Yeah, we're keeping it closed. We're, if you got, back on our word. Yeah, if you guys know what it is, then you know. If you don't know, you could look it up. But anyway, they said I got a visit, a spirit that was in connection to Donathan. So... If that's the case, maybe Rocky Thorne, who I spoke to, you know, maybe his story was somewhat correct as well with the House of Demons, I guess. But uh, <clears throat> anyway, that's not what today's episode is. That's just what's creepy shit has happened over this past weekend. Just an update. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So today, you know, it's just a, I say we'll do these quite often, uh, kind of freeform, lighthearted episodes. I say lighthearted, but, you know, we'll probably discuss really disturbing things, but uh, we'll try and crack jokes every now and then. Got to keep it as lighthearted as possible. <laughs> Yes. Okay, however, however you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So today we have um I have a a long story. It's actually like a I don't know if it was a creepy pasta at first, but it has become a creepy pasta and it, it it's like a YouTube video that has been around for years. Josh just recently watched it and he has no idea what what I it was? Just watched it. Exactly. Right before we started this, so yeah. it is very fresh on my mind. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, right. So I have that, and Josh has. Are you going to talk one story or two stories? I guess we'll just see. Okay. We'll see. Which one do you want to do first, me or you? I feel like since we were talking about it a little bit before, oh, we were like, all right. We gotta record. Yes, this. yes. Yeah. Okay. So, I guess I'll preface this a little bit. So, you know, in our time, especially in St. Albans, 
Like, I can honestly say I never felt anything. In every room that we went in, the tour, being in all these places and hearing the stories, I never felt anything, like, at all, ever. Um, That is until today, where I think that I had my first, like, maybe experience, feeling, or having that, like, feeling around you of, like, oh, this is real. Yeah. So, I was at work today, and I had to go run over to a place on Tech Campus, and when I was there, I went to the wrong building, <laughs> shows shows my direction, and... Um, it's a big campus, let's be honest. Yeah, it is, a big campus. We're talking actually, about Virginia Tech. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, it's kind of sad, because it was actually in... Uh, like right next to two buildings where I had classes in. Yeah. So I should have known where I was. <laughs> that's the that's the sad part. <laughs> so I go and they told me they're like there will be an elevator in these in this tunnel that is next to Holden Hall and Norris Hall, mm-hmm. which as we can all put together, Norris Hall is where the tragic mass shooting happened at Virginia Tech. And, um, so I go in thinking that it's Holden Hall and I'm going and I'm walking around and it's just a big engineering building, you know, like there's a bunch of smart people in there doing things. Doing smart stuff. Yeah. That my tiny mind could not comprehend. (laughs) I'm out here trying to feel ghosts. (laughs) That's what I'm trying to do. These people are trying to solve world problems. Right. Big differences in what's going on. (laughs) But, you know, I go up, like, in three floors, and I'm walking around trying to find, like, uh, this magic elevator. And so I'm walking around. I go up on all these floors, and as I'm walking, I see a sign. Like, this entire time, I've thought I've been, I'm in Holden Hall, you know? Mm-hmm. And I walk by, and there's this board, and it's got a bunch of names on it and i was like oh i have a second to read every single name on this board <laughs> and so i look and as i get done i go to look away and i see norris hall staff and it was like at that moment like my chest like sunk in and kind of like the breath was taken out of me mm. you know like this like oh man like this is where i'm at And, you know, um, the tech shooting, if you live in the New River Valley, you know, it was in 2007. We, you know, I'm old enough to remember. Yeah. Like that day I didn't go to school and I was up at my grandparents and I remember us watching on the news and my mom, the registrar's office isn't where it is now, but my mom was like, in a building next to West Ambler Johnson, mm-hmm. which is where the first two shootings happened. And so while, you know, like I'm just having this moment of like, Oh my gosh, you know, all that partly, energy. Yeah. Like partly like, Oh wow. Like I had no idea I was here and this is where I'm at, you know? Yeah. And then just like, a like an indescribable feeling, mm-hmm. you know, just of almost like, I don't know. 
That is but all. I have, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I guess the the only thing I can think of is just the energy that was left there, you know. Yeah, you know, just like a yeah. There, it's so weird because I saw just people walking around talking, and you know, it's crazy because the tech shooting is you know like almost twenty years ago. You know, it's twenty twenty two. Yeah, and uh, you know, if you go to the hospital in Christiansburg or I guess yeah in Christiansburg um Lewis Gale like in there they have a quilt you know made out to that obviously there's the memorial on campus which my parents like I remember going there when it was first being built right you know like seeing it and then seeing the finished product and you know we might I'll have to talk to my mom and see if she wants to talk about her story there just because you know like it's just I was thinking about it just a a little bit ago like there are all these documentaries and things that are over and over and over again that we still see being made today but it's almost like the tech shooting hasn't had that same spotlight right and at one point that was the biggest mass shooting Mm -hmm. in America you know and And it's, it's pretty sad like for us we like have witnessed so many massive tragedies like you know we were in kindergarten when 9-11 happened yeah. you know the uh, virginia tech massacre sandy hook I mean, I mean there was a bunch of shootings on on tech camp, or like oh three, yeah i mean yeah you know the one that just happened recently on main street yep. i mean it wasn't on campus but you know still yeah. here um yeah, I mean, yeah, we we uh we discussed off air that we were uh we plan on doing a deep dive on the Virginia Tech uh story just because, you know, it hits home and uh we think that reaching out to people who experienced it even, like for example, your mom and uh many others I think one perspective that's really looked over is, you know, it's always through the eyes of the students and kind of just how that view is. But there were people working in that building Mm -hmm. who live amongst us. Yeah. You know, like there are people all over campus who went to work that day who are just locals. Yeah. You know, like there's another side to this and just to see not only because you think about the kids who were there the students who were there i say uh you know they've been out of school for a while you know and i remember my mom telling me about they offered health services up until that last like that freshman class that was there offered you know mental health services and talking up until they left and then it was like once they left and there was officially really no one on campus who I don't know I guess wasn't there you know there were no students there unless you were a grad student or something but even then you know like there are no there was no one there right anymore and it was almost like the like we can move on now yeah you know and tech you know I've been an employee for for tech for a long time and they do take they they do take safety 
seriously, you mm-hmm. know, in some ways. Like, there is more access to get, like, something like that would never happen again. Yeah. Just because, you know, a lot of flaws in the system at the time, which you can call them flaws, but hindsight, you know, it's easy to sit here now and say, but, yeah, I mean... Can we just end mass shootings? Exactly, exactly. God. Well, like, that's... Uh, I, we might have mentioned it before, but, uh... <clears throat> yeah, it's it's harder for, like, serial killers to get away with stuff. Like, so, the solution is, oh, I'm gonna get caught anyway. Let's just shoot up everyone I see. It's insane. It's yeah. sick. Yeah, it's it's like a it's almost like a mini atomic bomb. Yeah. That's kind of how I look at mass shootings because it may not like if you live in that area, it may not you may not die in the mass shooting, but I mean, areas unless you live in a big city, if you like if you take Giles for example, if there was some sort of mass shooting, you know, knock on wood, I hope that never happens. Yeah. But let's say there was one at Walmart. Everyone, you and I, are going to be affected because we probably know someone who who is directly affected or they are directly affected. Right, or right. Or we might be directly affected. Like, when you put it in those terms, like, everyone in this community now has to suffer the consequences of someone's decision. Yeah. And... You know, there's a lot to be said about why mass shootings happen, and I'm not the one to talk about. It. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we were going to say, "Oh, this is going to be a lighthearted episode." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, okay, we'll we'll move on, but we'll definitely we we do plan on, you I know, guess to anyone listening, like if you have a story, yeah, you know, if, if you know any first responders, like if there's anyone who just wants to share their story anonymously or, you know, you want to let us know or something like, you should reach out. Yeah. Call the hotline. What's the number, Justin? (laughs) 540-358-1583. The cryptic hotline. Give us a call and let's, let's, you know, because that would be great. Yeah. Seriously. It would. That that would be great. And if, if you want to be on the show too, you know, all you have to do is say, I want to be on it. (laughs) Yeah. And yeah, figure it out. Just don't be uh, weird about it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, if you're weird about it, then we won't. We won't. We're not gonna do that. Right. <laughs> All right. So, um, but we're we, we weird enough ourselves. Exactly. Yes. Yes. So we'll we'll return to uh, the Virginia Tech story, of course. Uh, but today, let's just get a little weird, you know. <laughs> it's a little weird. Yes. Let's talk about some spooky. Scary, um, weird, makes you question why you're watching this. <laughs> so, me, I, I was telling this to someone today. I was like, <laughs> I enjoy making people uncomfortable. <laughs> in That's a, why I'm the co-host. Yeah, in a safe, you know, <laughs> a, a humorous way, of course. Of course. But of course. I love making people uncomfortable. <laughs> It makes me so joyful. <laughs> Today, um, like I've seen this video before. It's called Blank Room Soup. 
okay? And I'm just going to read off a little bit of the website on what it's about. Um, I'll have a link in the description. If you want to watch it before I start talking, go right ahead. Just, you know, scroll down and click on the link. It's like a three-minute long video. And then, you know, come back to the episode and let's, uh, let's talk about it. Let's uh, dissect it. So, Blank Room Soup starts quite innocently. A man in a white-walled room hunched over a table eating a bowl of noodle soup. The only feature other than the table, the strip light and chairs, is the jet black door on the left-handed side of the shot. The man is wearing a white vest and for some reason is shoveling the soup into his mouth with an oversized spoon. After a second or two, however, it becomes obvious that the man is crying, sobbing into the bowl, and that some of the bowl's contents are spilled around the table before him before him as if he has eaten sloppily or in a hurry. Suddenly a figure spears at the door and enters. Looking like some kind of strange team mascot or oversized pop. Like uh, those action figures, uh, the pop heads or whatever. Yeah. Um, clearly someone wearing an oddly disturbing costume. The silent and ominous cartoon humanoid figure is black and white wearing a black polo neck with perfectly symmetrical black hair. Yeah, that's what got me. The symmetrical black hair. <laughs> the only features on his otherwise pure white face are two widely spaced buttoned eyes. Approaching the sobbing man, the strange figure rubs his shoulder and back, comforting, comforting him. The pair are joined by a second strangely suited character, identical to the first, and he joins his companion in seemingly comforting the man. Throughout the video, the only sounds are the man's sobbing and indistinct sound of snickering giggles, mixed with the sobs so that it is difficult to tell what is laughter and what is anguish. I guess that's the correct word, anguish. Sobbing? Crying? Further videos have been released over the years, showing the man retching as if about to vomit as he forces the soup down, and one the camera cuts out just as one of the strange figures rushes towards him. Whether to help or harm is unclear. What do you think he did when sprinting at him? <laughs> Josh. Uh, you know, when I saw that, I was like, I actually jumped a little bit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, oh, he's going to attack me. Right. <laughs> um, you know, part of me thought maybe he's going to go all Negan on him. Yeah. Like, you know, treat him like Glenn. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe he's going to do that. My favorite Walking you know, Dead character. Brutally murdered right in front of me. Yes. <clears throat> well, there, uh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think that 
what, when you watch this video, whatever you think, whatever your first thought of, oh, I think that happened, sure, that that's probably what happened. You're not the you only know? one. <laughs> it might just be up to you to yeah. decide what happened yeah. in this video. <laughs> so there's theories behind all of this, of course. Cannibals and other sinister interpretations. Many of the more sinister and gruesome interpretations of the videos seem to have originated in the comment sections themselves, with viewers either alarmed or entertained by the out-of-context and explicable video venturing their own suggestions or backstories based upon the evidence of what is on the screen. The same process of fictionalizing or developing a narrative based upon the stimulus of a single video grows out of discussion group and chat forums like we just did. Like, we assumed that he just got, you know, neganed. <laughs> the most frequent and widely explanation of this strange little film is that the clip is from a snuff film. Which of those who do not know is murder, death, or killing call, or deliberately recorded on tape? These snuff films were alleged to circulate on VHS tapes, DVDs, and later as anonymously posted videos on sharing platforms such as YouTube. In recent years, the secondary element of the video having originated somewhere on the dark web was added to lend a sense of legitimacy to the claim. So this is where we get, in, get into the uh, cannibalism theory. Uh, in recent years, the secondary element of the video having originated somewhere on the dark web was added to lend a sense of legitimacy to the claim. Uh, of course, nobody actually dies in the Blank Room Soup video, and indeed there is no violence of any kind depicted. Those surrounding or... Uh, suggesting the snuff video theory seems to seems to suggest that this clip is from a longer snuff video and that the scene is depicted is one of the uh, torture pretty much uh, the man eating the soup being tormented before his inevitable murder or following the murder of his loved ones so there's a the theory that he is pretty much eating his family member or wife maybe husband whoever whoever you know and the other theories um gets even more sinister offshoots based around the second scenario one widely circulated version of the story is that the man is actually being force-fed the bodies of his murdered family yes his wife and child and others just his wife a novel twist on the idea is that the blank faced characters are feeding the man his last meal after revealing to him that he will later become their meal as they intend to cannibalize him <laughs> god other variations include that the idea of the man is being force fed something that is poisonous or that contains something like glass or sharpened plastic that will cause him to die in greater pain later. A simpler variation is that the man is in the process of being continually force-fed without stopping as punishment for some crime, forced to eat continually, 
even though he is full until his stomach explodes, all of which scenarios would indeed fit the snuff video theory as they would make it a video depiction of a coerced or forced suicide. <clears throat> so yeah, after hearing that, Josh, um, do you think that it's just a, uh, a clip from some weird video a couple buddies made, or do you think that it's, you know, a dark web clip of a guy force-feeding, or force-eating some bodies? You know what my first, like, reaction when I watched it? I was like, Squid Game. Hmm. On Netflix. Yeah. Yeah, like, that was my, like, first thought. It is kind of like a Asian, like thing going well, on asian when you vibe see that style like the costume like yeah. when you see that style like it's definitely has that that uh like i don't know if it, i guess it's anime like an anime yeah 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 feel to it um so it's like fuck <laughs> i had to dude i had to let it fly because <laughs> this video when you watch it, like everything that Justin just said <laughs> is like it could be true. It's a possibility. Or it could be or it could just be a bunch of people doing nothing. Yeah. Like just making some weird video. And they say there's glass in the bowl, but you can hear him slurping when he eats it. Yeah. And it's like, how did they make glass so slurpable? <laughs> It's just uh, slurpable. I hated it. <laughs> oh god! It was such a just makes no sense. No. And if it's part of a snuff film, now it's even worse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, uh, I will say this: when you were reading that, mm -hmm. uh, uh, I was trying to also find the article, mm -hmm. so I looked up uh, blank soup. Uh, what is it? Blank blank room soup. Blank room soup. And when I looked it up, it said Blank Room Soup, Blank Room Soup 2, Blank Room Soup 3. <gasps> yes! Oh now, my god. How did you even think about making a second one? <laughs> like, what What was it like? Oh, guys. Blank Room Soup is a hit. <laughs> we gotta make a second one. We need a sequel. There are, there are, ter like, there are good movies that don't even get a sequel. Right. Blank Soup gets one. They get a third. <laughs> God, disgusting. It's either um, just a social media, uh, a, a, a internet sensation, harmless, or it could be a dark web sensation where people get off to, you know, watching that shit. Yes. So my blood pressure is pumping. <laughs> So if you have, you know, your theories on it, uh, if you have, um, you know, questions about it, please tune in to uh, the social medias. Uh, tune in. Why am I saying tuned in? <laughs> tune in. Call the hotline. Text the hotline. 540-358-1583. Message or comment on the uh, Facebook posts, and we'll read them. We will uh, respond to them. And yeah. So yeah. yeah, if we can actually get like a ton of engagement, maybe we can do like 
episode solely dedicated to Facebook stories. Yeah, that would be that's a great idea. That would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. So just comment some. Yeah. Yeah. So Josh. (laughs) (laughs) So if you would just tell us the story, the Snapchat story to end the to end the episode. Let me find this bad boy. Okay. Can you hear me? Yep. Alright. So, when I was little... <laughs> Sorry, I'm still getting over <laughs> Trying to process this in my tiny brain. <laughs> Alright. When I was little and we lived at the A-frame in Lashmi, I had an imaginary friend. I don't remember her name, but she had strawberry blonde hair, braided in pigtails, and wore bibs. She was about my age. Mom would hear giggles in my room and said it was like I was having a conversation with someone. And she asked who I was talking to, and I said, the little girl. Mm-hmm. And the kicker is, my dad saw her at the foot of their bed, not threateningly or anything, just like a kid going to their parents at the end of the night after they just threw up. He described her. Oh my god. I added that. (laughs) He described her to my mom and she freaked out because she hadn't told him what my imaginary friend looked like. And things would go missing, typically keys, nail polish, and makeup. And then my mom would tell her she needed it back and they'd be on the corner of a table somewhere. Like a kid had to reach to put them there like a child reaching up to place these objects on the corner of this table and my whole life I've had things go missing and then I just tell whoever it is to give it back and it usually does Mm. when I was sorry that's fine I can't read <laughs> when I was a senior in high school, my friend was staying over and I had left the morning after to go take my sister to school. And I left and took her and I came back and they asked me why I didn't say anything when I came back to get whatever I forgot. And I told her I didn't come I didn't have to come back in. And she was like, "What?" And I was like, "Yeah, there's a teenager that will open the door, run upstairs, run back down and slam the door behind him." What? she refused to be in the house alone after that (laughs) her sister and dad have seen the teenager and an older man when the whole family is downstairs you can hear him shuffling around upstairs and I've seen the old man hunched over sat on my parents bed and then at my current house I've seen shadowy figures and stuff go missing all the time and it doesn't always come back the stuff I lose is usually shiny whoa yeah. So, who told... I mean, you don't have to say it, but, like, do you know this person, or... Yeah, yeah. You know, it's... I, that's part of this whole thing, you know, the whole podcast. Like, everyone... It seems like everyone has an experience. Yeah. You know? Like, everyone has an experience. And, you know, call into the hotline. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm dead serious. Like, yeah. you know... I think I may have had, like, my first little experience today. Yeah, yeah, you know? absolutely. Like, and part of me has thought that, 
maybe it's because of the podcast. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I'm pissed. It's my it. fault. I'm upset. <laughs> Justin loves making people uncomfortable. And now he's literally opened a door to the spirit world for me. It's so unfair. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if I mentioned it last episode. I don't think so, but you know, I bought a Ouija board. So that might be a reason why all this stuff is happening. And, you know, I, I was going to use it for <clears throat> decoration for the studio. Maybe possibly a tool at some point. Or I'll just throw it away if it keeps, you know, crazy shit just keeps getting worse. Dude, do you know where Ouija boards came from? I was going to do it like an episode on it. Yeah. Yeah. They come from like 17th century China. That's crazy. Yeah. Literally to connect with the spirit world. Right, right. Like, so, I think a lot of people have like Christian annotations to the Ouija board. And that's, I think that's what makes it so powerful is that it, it doesn't really have a, like, anything tied to it. Yeah. Like, it literally is to contact with the spirit, spirit world. That's some freaky shit. Yeah. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, um, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe we'll see. Yeah, yeah. If, if we think about it and then we just get too afraid, then we'll just never bring it up again. Yeah, exactly, exactly. We'll definitely let you know if we decide against it. Yeah. Like, yeah, Ouija board is actually destroyed. Right. <laughs> so, basically, like I said at the beginning, the... I want us to do episodes like this where we're just free-forming, like a conversation, but the t- the theme of it is, you know, cryptids, you know. And uh, this could be like a, you know, a segment show that we do uh, maybe every week, every other week, who knows. We're, we're just, you know, dipping our toes in it. Yeah, and- we definitely just talked about, you know, like have a main story Mm -hmm. and then there's just whatever yeah you know we'll have an episode where like this is stories you know we'll see what happens next on the next episode yeah and with your help like josh has been saying this whole episode call in tell us your stories we will share them on the show if you want to talk on the show with us we can arrange that as well or so, if you just want your message played, like if you want to yeah. leave a voicemail, then we can just play your voicemail on the show. Yeah, you'd much rather have that. If you just want to hear, like, if you just want to hear your story on the show, mm-hmm. the opportunity's there. Absolutely, yeah. And you can be anonymous, or you can say who you are. It doesn't matter. Whatever you would like, but we would love for you guys to uh, share your your stories. So we could share them. Yeah. Listeners. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. But uh, we have uh, an interesting episode coming up. Uh, hopefully we'll try and, and do it next week. Don't know exactly when. It's going to be a, it's gonna be a big episode, but... Uh, yeah, hope be in studio for that one. Yeah, yeah. First time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're getting the, uh, the studio all aesthetically pleasing for us and for guests so it it should be fun once everything's you know set in stone so yeah that's it (laughs) 
<laughs> so uh, th- thanks everybody for listening. Uh, if you'd like to five star the show, it would help. It would help us greatly if you'd five star on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Subscribe, leave a review, uh, share with you know family members. Yeah. My grandma listens to the show, so. Uh, oh no! I said that <laughs> f word, and Justin's grandma's gonna hear it. <laughs> well, oh she, no! She, she might not listen to this one. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. <laughs> but when you watch Blank Room Soup, you can only have so many emotions, and that was the one that I felt. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! Oh God! Oh. Well, Josh, thanks for being on once again, and um, we'll do this again in the next episode. Hold up, wait. Yep. Uh, thanks, guys, for listening. And lastly, watch your back. It's cryptic out there. Stop.